Where the hell have you been, soldier? Training, sir! Training, sir! What kind of training, son? Pizza training, sir! Welcome to episode 68 of Drew and Sam Talk Training. I am Drew Helmholtz with Better Than Yesterday Consulting. And I'm Sam with Fowser Consulting. And in today's fabulous episode, we're going to discuss things we started talking about last episode, which seems to be the way we do this now, where we start talking, find a rabbit hole, put the rabbit hole off until the next episode. So I think we're going to discuss image in this one. What do you feel about image, Sam? You think we're there? I am all about it. Fabulous. Lucas, play us some Tom Petty, and then let's get into this. So way back in the day, Drew, there was this guy, and he and his brother opened a pizza store, and they thought that if they did three things, that pizza store would be successful. And those three things were product, service, and image. I don't know why, Sam, but as you started this section, the only thing that went through my head was like like the old like 1950s Bing Crosby, where like like you're sitting in a large padded chair, you've got your leisure suit on, you have a pipe in your hand, there's a fireplace three feet away, and you're like, children, let me tell a story. (laughs) Wasn't there a Saturday Night Live skit too? magnificent stories or something gosh i can't remember it there's Mm. the halloween ones they do with where they portray vincent price's parties which is just amazing but a different story for a different day or maybe a different story for later today it could be who knows so yeah so there's this thing called image that uh that we do that everybody says can't be done can't be done because we don't want it to be right um how many episodes have we done around talking about expectations and setting clear expectations how many episodes have we done at least one less than 68 and that's that's all image is right it's amazing in the stores i've worked at the last few weeks i can tell who hires the team members yes because if I'm involved or one of the supervisors are involved. The team member shows up on their first day in the correct pants. They might not have the black shoes that are required, but they're very quick to say, like, I've ordered them or or I'll get them after the first paycheck. And they usually say that up front in the interview and we're okay with that. Like, fine, you got a couple of days. No worries. When it's not the two of us, I've seen people show up to their first day in pajamas. I've seen people show up to their first day in jeans. I've seen people show up to their first day very clearly not ready to work. Yeah, and we're not doing these new team members any favors by not setting them up for success because when an above store person comes in or a hired consultant comes in or a franchisee comes in and they see the image violations, they're immediately going to say something. And now the team member is in a very awkward position because it's the first time they're hearing about it. I think it's so important that we set these full-fledged expectations from the beginning 
and we're clear about them. If your franchisee has decided that they are going to elevate the Domino's pizza standards and they want everybody's shirt tucked in, then you should tell everybody that you're hiring. We tuck in our shirts here. And that's just the way it is. We need to stop here, Sam. Because right now, this podcast is going to go very quickly. Because the two of us are going to talk the same thing. And it's just image. And how long could we really talk about this? So instead, what I'd like to do is I would like to put on corporate Drew's hat. Wow. Okay. Corporate Drew. I would like to debate with you because there was a time where corporate Drew, and by was a time, I mean like 10 years ago, where I was 100% in the boat of, I don't care, put them in jeans, put them in a black t-shirt and let's go. So I would like to be that person for this. Okay. While you be the image and expectations person. Okay. I'm ready. So I think what we've just turned episode number 68 into is a image debate. And I will be playing the side of for image and you'll be playing the side against image. Is that, am I picking that up? I will be playing the image doesn't really matter like you think it does, Sam. I gotcha. Okay, cool. Who gets the opening statement in this debate? Why don't you go first? Because that way my rebuttal has some impact. Okay, great. As I stand here in your ears, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, have the great debate over image. I would like to preface this with Tom said so. So that's good enough for me. If it's good enough for Tom, it's good enough for me. So that was also 60 years ago based around the idea that being clean cut and that marine style approach, because that's where Tom's came, Tom's ideas came from, mattered. And 60 years ago, it probably did. In today's world, the cool hip brands, your Chipotle's, your Starbucks, they, they have like a range of things like show up in jeans. It's okay, but wear the apron, show up in khakis with this kind of shirt. So they've got choices and options and we could totally just do choices and options. It's what the kids want today anyway. Okay, I see where you're going with that. But let me ask you this. Have you been to any restaurants that are cool and hip and yet do not look cool and hip when it comes to image in and out? Yeah, in and out with their paper hats and their white polos and the weird half aprons, which I don't understand because like, what are you really protecting with a half apron? But fine. I think you're protecting your image. It makes you look like a burger place from the 50s. It does with the half apron, but it doesn't like like the shirt still gets. But yeah, like practicality. That's yeah. 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 No, I'm with you. It's 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 like back when Tom put us in red, white and blue shirts and the white was right where all the pizza sauce goes. The striped one that always turned gray in the wash. Ugh. So Mr. Cool and Hip kids want to work yeah, at the yeah, Cool yeah. and Hip places. Have you ever gone to an In-N-Out? I have. And so I'm going to get a little judgy here and a little book by its cover, but I've seen the type of team members that work at In-N-Out. I would think that some of them are the cool and hip kids from what I've seen. Most of them you could pick up and put them in any other establishment. Yes. But they're wearing white paper hats and white pants and half aprons and they look like goobers. There are also only 200 In-N-Out burgers and there are 10,000 Starbucks. And 3,000 Chipotles. Okay. But where you see these 200 in and out burgers, there are likely 
50 other fast casual or fast food places in town. So they're dealing with the same kind of staffing pressure that we are. And yet, and yet their strict image standards are not hampering their ability to staff their restaurant. They are not. I think both are a case of, of expectations. Oh, I agree. Totally. My In-N-Out burger has the little paper hats. Your Chick-fil-A, gosh, Chick-fil-A is in whatever. I've seen the folks outside taking the orders in jeans. I've seen inside folks in khakis, but I've seen folks taking the orders outside in jeans. I think it's a matter of whatever expectations you set and following through with them. And that's what matters more than the uniform itself. Well, and I think what you see at most of these places that have set clean clear-cut expectations is the teams look buttoned up not buttoned up like in and out where they're all wearing the same thing but buttoned up like they are ready to service customers and we've got delivery drivers that are coming in in jeans that look like they just changed their oil or as you said they're coming in in jammies I, i mean that's just not cool it's not what i want my imagine if you will you're sitting at a steak restaurant. Somebody comes up in jammies to serve your steak. Unless it's Halloween, I've got a problem with that. You know, Sam, it's okay because they, they're they on their fifth day and they just didn't have time to do wash today. They couldn't blah, do blah, 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 blah. Sorry. I used that as an example because I legit had a manager tell me they didn't have time to do laundry. And I may have responded with, it's six o'clock at night. You got off work last night at 10. How much laundry do you have that it would take you 20 hours to do? You know, are we trying to, are we trying to get through a five, six, seven day a week schedule with one pair of pants or two pair of pants? I mean, this is where you make your living. This is you trying to lead by example and set clear cut, full fledged expectations. Maybe you should have more than one pair of pants. Now, see, this is where you and I differ though when we travel, because I just have no problem taking a half hour for laundry every three or four days. Well, there you go. And I think either one of those is a perfectly acceptable solution. When I was in Salt Lake, I've got a uniform for every single day so that I only have to do laundry once a week because I know that's all I want to do laundry. If you've got enough uniforms for a couple of days and you're willing to do laundry every other day, that's fine. The only thing I care about is when you're clocked in, are you an image? How you do it? I don't care. I'm not interested in the journey. I'm interested in the destination. And once we get to the destination, if you tell me I didn't have time to do laundry, then I'm going to say, buy another pair of pants. I think where I was trying to go with this debate is that whether your franchisee has the same standards that are on the poster or they've modified them and, and made them more, it's irrelevant. What's relevant is that you set the expectation ahead of time. Whether you work at In-N-Out or Chipotle or Chick-fil-A, they've all set the expectation. I will tell you, I pulled up to a Burger King because it was the only thing open at the moment. And I am not a huge fan of Burger King. Like every time I've eaten Burger King, it feels like it, it's like a, like a bowling ball in my stomach like a half hour later. But when it's the only choice left, it's the only choice left. I don't know what Burger King's uniform is supposed to be. I don't care. But when you come to the window and I can see three total team members and not a one of them is wearing a hat and not one of them is wearing anything over their shirt. And I can tell very clearly because I can see the person again. 
Hi, I'm six, eight. So I can see everything you're doing through your drive-in window, right? Your drive-through window. I can see them moving the fryers. I can, I can see them wrapping my sandwich and no one's wearing a hat. That was the closest I've come in a long time to just like, like, Hey, I need my money back because I started to get skeeved out. Or they're dirty or they're not wearing aprons or you see them not washing their hands. We have these image standards for a reason. And and the reason we have them is for what you so well put in a couple of episodes now for food safety. But the other thing is for the perception of our customers. When you go to work, you are not going clubbing. You are not going out with your pals. You are going to work to service our customers. And we have image standards. And whether you agree with them or disagree with them, that's okay. But whether you follow them or don't follow them, that's not okay. And that's the whole key here, right? Is if you're listening to this, we're going to assume that you're not a CSR driver, that you're not a first day employee, that you're probably in management. So the question is, have you set the expectation and do you follow up on it? We had, oh my gosh, Sam, how many episodes did we talk about doing the mirror uh, image standard down the side and the high five. I mean, that's like next level image, right? I always want to take image off of the manager. I want to take image. The manager should set that expectation. The manager should verify it the first day. And then the manager should look at the team member and, and it has to be the team member's duty. You have to show up to work in the proper image. If you don't, I just send you home. This isn't a coaching conversation. This isn't a, Oh, you know, tell me, tell me why you couldn't do. Nope. The expectation is if you want to get paid, you have to do this. If you don't do that, I'm not going to pay you. Therefore, I'm going to send you home. But that expectation has to be set up and so clear, which means I have to give the team members the tools to know exactly what image looks like, to know exactly what the standard is, and to know what my expectations are. And if I do that, then I can, I can push the accountability off to them. I'm responsible. They have to be an image, but they're accountable to being an image when they show up. Oh my gosh. With some of these stores, I mean, Sam, you've, you've been in stores that have what? 25, 30 people on payroll. Sure. I can't as the manager spend a minute and a half with every team member every day, every time they clock in reviewing their image, they have to show up an image. They have to now, luckily for us, when they don't, it's really glaring, no hats, wrong shoes. Lululemon pants. I don't get the whole Lululemon pants thing. Why would you spend a hundred bucks on pants to bring them into a restaurant? Well, they're so comfortable. There's no way they're making it out alive. We've just got to make sure that, you know, we've talked about full-fledged expectations so many gosh darn times. And I think that the other thing we have to talk about is we have to give every team member every full-fledged expectation, regardless of what they look like. And, you know, I do an interviewing class where we talk about going through full-fledged expectations and realistic job previews and talking about image and talking about how you're going to compensate them and when they're going to get paid and trying to set them up for success on day one. And when I talk about doing image standards, one of the things I talk about is that I think you've got to talk about every image standard. And one, for example is a tattoo standard. I talk to everybody about tattoo standards, whether they have tattoos or not, because every human being on the face of the earth was born with no tattoos. 
at some point they made a choice to get tattoos. And it's not my job as a leader to judge them on whether or not they have tattoos or what tattoos they have. It's my job as a leader to let them know what will be acceptable or what needs to be covered up. My personal opinion, my personal judgment has zero bearing on whether or not they can do the job. And the only thing I should care about as a leader is whether or not they meet the standards. So you, you have this chat with around tattoos. I, I would do it around body odor. I, I mean, I have one with tattoos as well, but I always do body odor. So do this for our listeners. Pretend that I am a candidate and you're about to do your spiel on uh, on hygiene so tell me what you would say to a candidate yeah no worries this is what I, this is my normal spiel uh hi uh, we're in food service whether you're at the counter or at the door you're going to give customers food and what that means is not only do you need to look the part but part of the way your customers approach our food is through smell everyone knows what a pizza smells like no one wants to know what you smell like to the good or to the bad so if I'm within three feet of you, I shouldn't know what cologne you wear or that you didn't choose to wear deodorant today. So could you please make sure to come to work showered and deodorant because we'll sweat a little bit. This is, this is hard work. And if you can't do that, I can't have you serving food to my customers. Is this something you can do every day? There's a couple of things I really like about that. I like that you didn't just go into don't stink. You also went into the cologne you choose. We want to make sure that that's not overpowering. But the thing I liked best that you did in your spiel was the call to action at the end. You laid out what you wanted me to do, and then you asked me if I could do it. And I think that's really important for people to learn how to do when they're giving full-fledged expectations. Hey, these are the image standards. Can you do them? Will you do them? Can I count on you to do them? And I think people miss that call to action. And I spent, gosh, I don't know, nine or 10 weeks traveling around Minnesota, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Nebraska. I think it was Nebraska, Omaha. Yeah, Nebraska, doing the Crucial Conversations class with the Honey Badgers. And the big thing about the Crucial Conversations when there's a gap in performance is getting that call to action. And you did that just so well when you laid out that expectation. Now, Sam, in interviews, I like open-ended questions, but that's for the behavioral piece. I'm trying to understand yes. who you are. Yes. When I'm setting an expectation, it's not an open-ended. It is a yes or no. Correct. I need you to understand this is the way it works. Can you do this? Because when you say yes, I'm going to hold you to it. Yeah. When you say yes, then my conversation isn't about why aren't you an image? My conversation is about why did you go back on your word? It's not you made a choice to wear blue pants today. It's why did you go back on what you said to me? And that makes that conversation so much different. And these full-fledged expectations and the way you so, so well put up uh, your expectation around hygiene makes the conversation when there's a gap in performance so much easier if you set the expectation up that well. Last episode, we talked about customer service, talking image this time. And, and I think at the heart of everything we've talked about these two episodes, it's about being proactive instead of reactive. Yes. Oh my God, it's like prep, right? I can do all the pre-work to make my life easier later. 
or I can skip the pre-work now and deal with all of the nonsense that's going to happen later, whether it's customer care cases or no expectations for my team. If you're listening, take an inventory of how you do things. Are you reacting or are you proactive? And if you're reactive, you're also probably using words like burned out, tired, exhausted. It's a fight every day because you're doing all of this crucial stuff, right? You're doing all of this high energy, high intensity stuff when you can be proactive about it and kill 90% of these issues before they ever occur. Or to Sam's point, change it from a why aren't you an image and allow this large excuse thing to happen to be, you told me you could be in an image every day. I need you to go home. Yeah. And, and, and here we've done it again. You've sent me down a rabbit hole. So I'm going to tease episode 69 right now. We are going to talk about being proactive as opposed to reactive and why that will help you handle the rush much more efficiently. Oh, it's like a, it's the end of the trilogy. It's the, it's, it's the, the culmination of the three episodes. I like that. I like that. My last thoughts about image in the immortal tagline of Nike, just do it. You know what the standards are when standards, as standards go, I think image is our best buttoned up standard. There is no gray area from the tip of your head to the tip of your toes. The standards are laid out perfectly. And all you have to do is set those clear cut expectations, make sure that your team members are set up for success, and then have them hold each other accountable to those image standards. And the next time you go to in and out and you think our image is old or outdated, look inside the window of an in and out for goodness sake. For you East Coasters, it's straight out of the 50s. Like, like all they're missing are the roller skates. Yeah. Or go to a Freddy's. You know, there are so many places where they just set the tone for what is expected and it's non-negotiable. The things that take no talent should be non-negotiable. An image takes no talent. I don't know how you do your interview class. I know on the corporate side and the interview stuff, we would either have the most of the time it's have the team member review it. And then in the onboarding paperwork, they have to look at the image standard as well. And there's probably like a checkbox in the onboarding paperwork of, of do you agree to adhere to these standards? And for most interviews I've seen, it's, it's the same thing. You give them the interview, interview standards and it gives the interviewee a chance, 90 seconds, some two minutes to like not do anything while the person reads through. I think I want to change the way I do that or teach that. I'm listening. I think I want to give them the image standards, knowing and explaining to them, you are not an image today. I haven't given you a hat. I haven't given you a shirt. So I'd like you to look through the image standards and I want you to check everything that you are in image right now and then circle anything that you cannot be an image tomorrow. Ooh, I like that. And this way it at least opens up a dialogue and they have to read it because let's be honest, most people are going to look at that, skim a couple of things and go, yeah, I'm good here. Yeah. 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 It's like Mike said in the uh, interview we did with him, you know, we've got these thousand page employee manuals and we tell them to sign it. Ain't nobody reading those. No, nobody's reading it. So make it, make it something actionable. What are you an image today? And there's always something you'll be an image for. You don't have, like, I have no uh, piercings or ear piercings. Check. I'm good. But I show up to the interview and I'm not wearing a hat. I don't circle that. I can wear a hat tomorrow. 
right? So I, I want them to like, and maybe there's a third one, right? But I want them to, to actually read everything and either check, yes, I am, or no, I can't at the very least, because now, now it, it changes it from no one reads it to some level of understanding. And at least we can have a dialogue. Yeah. I mean, dialogue is good, isn't it? It is, especially in an interview. I know you've been in the same boat, right? Like there, there are employees we have that need the six X shirts when you don't have any, it's really hard to start somebody that day when you have to go find one. And if they're not there, then we got to order them. So I can't start you tomorrow. Right. So like there's components here that just make sense to have that kind of dialogue back and forth. For those of you that have never met me, I am slightly tall. It's difficult for me to find slip resistant shoes in my size, 17 narrows. It's difficult for me to find pants in my size, 38, 38. There, none of these things are on a shelf anywhere. I've got to order them. Sometimes I've got to special order them. I understand completely when we give somebody image standards and we're like, just go buy a pair of pants. That might not be as easy for Sam as well, as easy for me as it is for Sam. Right. Yeah. It's pretty easy for me. I have to go online to order mine, which means depending on where I go, even Amazon, I can order a pair of Dickie pants and it's going to be a week if I'm lucky. You know, and I'm having a revelation right now because of my life experiences compared to your life experiences, because I have said to people, just go buy a pair of pants without thinking twice about it. And I think that of everything we've talked about on this episode, that may be the most important thing that we've got to make sure that we don't think everybody can go buy a pair of pants off the shelf like I can, because obviously you can't. And I have never been in that situation. So we've got to be mindful of that. And yes, we're sitting across the table from someone that's going to need a shirt that we don't have in stock and we're going to have to order it. We've got to make sure that we give ample time for that. I know we've had this conversation with employees over the last few weeks, but I never tell somebody to just go buy a pair of pants. I'm never going to again. <laughs> I, I, my line is always, by when can you have the correct pants? By when can you have the correct shoes? I think I've used that line as well. But now that we've gone through this discussion, I know why I'm saying it that way. And it makes a lot more sense. You know, when can you have it? And what can I do to help you get them? I think those are really, really important things. Some people, it might not be a size thing. It might be an income thing. And I don't want, if you're going to tell me I can't get hey, um, you don't want black jeans. I totally get that. I only have black jeans and I don't have enough money to get a black pair of pants or two, right? It's going to be 60 bucks. I don't have that right now. Do we want that to be a barrier for entry? Maybe yes, maybe no. That's up to you and your franchise. But if you want the person, is it worth saying, okay, you've got two days after your next paycheck to be in the right pants? Yeah, for me, I would say that if you want the person, front them the gosh darn money for the pants if you're able, only if you're able, and get it after they make their first couple of nights in tips and, and let them know. That, that would be the route I would go. And I'm not saying the route that, that Drew would go is wrong because it's not. It's just, I, I want my team members an image, undeniably an image. And if you've got, you know, most of the franchisees I've worked for have said, if it's a good hire and you've done a real, real interview, not just a qualifying couple of qualifying questions, then go ahead and do it. But Drew and Sam Talk Training is not giving you permission to go into your till 
and buy your new team member's pants. But I think it's certainly worth a conversation with the person whose money that is. And that's your franchisee. If you want to get anything out of the image talk, one, look around your area and recognize where people are setting expectations. It's probably a restaurant run well. Where they're not setting expectations, it's probably a restaurant run poorly. And now look around yours and just ask, which bucket do you fall into? I'm not saying that your restaurant's running poorly, but you might be reacting more than you're being proactive. Absolutely. So be proactive, set full-fledged expectations, hold people accountable, follow the standards, and uh, be like Tom, product, service, image. You know, I got to admit, I think it's actually the other way around. I think it's always been image, product, service. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Because if I can get image, then that means you'll listen and you'll follow direction, which means I can teach you how to make a product. If the product's great, then I can deliver it on time. So uh, so we're going to start saying IPS instead of PSI. Well, PSI just rolls off the tongue. But you see what I'm saying? Like, fundamentally, it makes sense that we work on image first because if our restaurant is clean, it's a good perception for our customers. If we're clean, it's a good perception for our customers. But I won't get the smart aleck in class anymore when I say what's PSI and they say pounds per square inch. That's true. I'm going to go with IPS. And you can't do ISP either because that's your internet service provider. Yeah. So, so you heard it first on Drew and Sam Talk Training. IPS are the three fundamental cores to running a great Domino's pizza store. Write that down. IPS. Maybe we should get hat pins. IPS. Oh, no. I think we should. That'd be kind of cool. That would be kind of cool. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, just logically, it makes sense. Want better tips? Do your ips. No, no, don't do that. That didn't work. Nope. Nope. Tips for ips? No. If it fits, it ships with ips. I wish y'all could see Drew right now. He's doing everything he can to not throw up. Die. Wow. I am am the skull emoji right now. Holy cow. Uh, uh, Flight attendants, please prepare the cabin for landing as we are on our final descent. Oh, no. No, the pilot has just turned this thing nose down. Straight in. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) <laughs> oh, let's hope let's hope we have air brakes like uh, Bugs Bunny did. This seems to have been episode sixty-eight of Drew and Sam Talk Training. If you haven't already, please like us, follow us, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, send the carrier pigeons, get the penguins involved, um, tell your llama to advertise for us, buy a billboard, let everybody know how awesome this podcast is, and you send us pictures. Sam will send you hat pins. It's amazing. I am Drew with Better Than Yesterday Consulting. You forgot for a second. <laughs> and I am Sam with Bowser Consulting. As always, gang. I totally thought you were just going to cut me off and say something. Go on. I totally thought you were going <laughs> to sell more pizza and have more fun. That's all, folks.